Well, 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 fancy running into you here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Welcome back to Simply Complicated after, depending on when you're listening to this, but in real time, I have taken a couple of weeks off for Christmas and New Year's and now I have a bit of space within my life. I can't wait to dive into all the fun topics. I have a big giant list here. I have a list. <clears throat> wow, the black lung. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> wow, I should probably cut that out. But anywho, I won't do that because people have to clear their throat sometimes and we don't do perfect here. Got no time for it. Anyway, I have a list in my hand of topics that I've been jotting down on what I think would be great for us to jam on and riff on. And as always, I fully welcome your input into um, conversations that you think we should have, um, guests that you'd like to see on here, um, you know, and everything in between. I am currently writing my third book, but even that took a bit of a pivot yesterday. And you know what? I am unapologetic in that approach. So that's cool with me. But what I am going to be like dancing into your ears with today is the notion. And I just want to clear something up that and clarify, if you will, that my mental health is a full time job. Like it is not a decision that is made once, my friends. Most decisions that I make within my day on a day-to-day -day basis reflect back to the state that I choose to be in and wish to be in and everything else revolves around that. And I think that's helpful to know because I don't want anyone to get it twisted and think that things are so much easier for other people or, you know, that, oh, they're, they're over it now or things move on. I want to dive into that and I want to also empower you to then look at every micro decision that you're making within your life and understand how much power you have over living your life the way that you want to and in alignment with where you want to be. <clears throat> there it is again. Look, let's play some music and get into it. Welcome back. Sorry, Ruby. Don't jump. Okay, so I have been loving being back working one-on-one -on -one with some amazing women already this week. Some of them are new clients, some of them are women that I've been working with um, in years before. And I did ha originally have the plan that I was going to stop coaching one-on-one -on -one, um, to focus solely on my book, but you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, while I have cut it back, I realized that so much that will be involved in the book actually comes from like conversations and insights that I have working with my clients. So by working with you, I see what's up, what we can share together, like what we can create. And then I know what to 
how I can best be of service in my experience to supporting others. So kind of goes hand in hand. I kind of dig it, kind of down with it. But a topic that has come up in a couple of sessions is that it's not just one decision. And when one client remarked that I seem to have it all together, I seem to have it um, figured out and I've come such a long way, which I have come a really long way, right? In my mental health journey from, you know, my incredibly almost OCD ways and ritualistic ways of trying to micromanage every single area of my life, over-checking, over-analyzing, making sure light switches were turned off all the time, triple, quadruple, sometimes even seven times checking um, that the kids, you know, sleep suits and everything were up so that they didn't, you know, happen to choke on the zipper that would be full, like, flailing around in their cot like my mind and my body was in a constant state of fight or flight for so many years that I have come a really long way from that and the way that I can break it down is that my mental health is a full-time job there are very few decisions that don't um, reflect back and stem back from how do I want to feel within my life? And my core desired feeling, it's not happiness, it's not joy, because that is just too high vibe. That's exhausting. And like I've said before, like no one wants to hang around with someone who's like double gunning it, going like, you, so great all the time. Like, oh my God, did you just feel that breeze on my face? That's so amazing. Oh my God, look at those flowers. Like that energy, not only to maintain would be like, Heco exhausting to be around. I think I would want to, you know, throw some water in a face, like just quietly. Like I like, I like for me, I, my sweet spot is like a set center. Like, and I'm pointing to my heart space here. I like contentment. I like to just be like my sweet spot is a, a nice chill. If I could name it a color, it would be an aqua, I think. It would be just, or maybe it's a yellow. I don't know, but I'm kind of like, I'm sort of, it's water. You know, it's just a nice, calm body of water. That's my sweet spot, right? And every single decision from years, right? I've been on this personal development curiosity place. I've been in this place of curiosity and conversations, curious conversations. That is a good one. Maybe that could be the name of a book. Hang on, pausing. Okay, I'm back. Um, Curious conversations with myself, like years, years of it. This started when I was 27. I am now 38. So we're looking at 11, potentially almost 12 years of curiosity driven living right? And by that, I mean, I'm paying attention to how I feel consistently throughout my day. And I'm co-creating and designing my life around that. And the choices I make within my life are a direct response to that. So I'm getting 
I totally get actually that if this is a, if this personal development journey or say you are only now becoming aware that you're experiencing anxiety at a really um, exponential rate or, you know, that you have just been made aware that there's a different way to be and you want to start living differently or the way that you've been living is no longer in alignment with how you wish to feel, that the idea that every single decision that you make has a impact on how you want to feel can be really fucking overwhelming. So (laughs) I get that. Um, Let's dial it back a little, rewind that and just look at the next decision that you're going to make because that's all it's ever about, right? I have said before as well, I'm not a big picture person. I'm really not. Big picture freaks me out a little bit. I like to bring it back to what is the next right thing or the next thing that feels right for me to do? What is my next move? Or even better, what do I need right now? Right? And I make, I ask myself that so many times throughout the day and it does get far quicker. Like originally, it was very clunky when I started making decisions based on how I wish to feel. But the more that you do it, the more it becomes second nature. It becomes far more cohesive. It just becomes a way of living. And it's, you know, it's all about priorities. So the way it's in everything, because when you have experienced anxiety to the point where you can't get out of bed or you have panic attacks every single night going to sleep, like I used to lay my head down and it happened for about 18 months to two years, to be fair. And it's happened at different phases throughout my life. I remember in my early 20s, I couldn't lay down without feeling like my throat was going to close up. So every time I lay my head on the pillow, it would be like, (gasps) like I would be gasping. So anxiety and mental health do 100% play out in physical symptoms. So if anyone ever, you know, toy toys that and poo poos that, send them my way because I 100% concur. It's like I can see it in like my, I still have a, get a tight chest at different situations. That's my bat signal. That's my anxiety going to me and my intuition going like (gasps) it constricts. Like I feel it in my body. There is a physical response. And now that I'm not scared of that feeling, and that is another podcast that I also have down on my list to talk about understanding our anxiety. So if that sounds like your jam, let me know and I'll get that one to you quicker as well. But every single decision that we make within our life is either moving us toward something that we desire or away from it. So for in terms of my mental health, because me being present of sound mind, like set, like that way that I was referring, my center is set, content is so fucking important to not only me, to my two little boys, to my clients, to my family, to the way that I show up, mostly to me, because I I don't want to get down that rabbit hole again. If I do, totally fine. But I really like feeling more chill, right? So every single decision that I make reflects back to that and links back to that. So from 
the second that I open my eyes, I'm moving towards contentment. As in, I know what makes me feel good in the morning. And I know what makes me feel good because I also know what makes me feel bad. So I know that waking up early and getting out of bed is really important to me. If I lay in bed and I wallow in bed um, and start overthinking um, or fighting the urge, like I should stay in bed, try and sleep in and that sort of thing. If I wake up naturally and I get out of bed, then I am going to feel good, right? I love an early morning. I also know that having Ruby sleep in bed with me um, means that I wake up to someone, right? Her joy in her, when she hears me stir in the morning, she greets me with overwhelming joy. So I make sure that she's with me. She's like a support person. Oh my God, I should give her a little vest or something. Um, And I know she's a dog, but she's still a support person to me. I also have no problem with checking my phone. Right, I do that in bed as well before I meet the boys. I check Instagram. I check, you know, my messages. I don't check my emails, but I also have no one on my feeds that make me feel bad. Everyone on my social media feed, all of the accounts that I follow, all of that, they're really uplifting people and things and fun quotes and heaps of memes. I have no problem in editing my life frequently and ruthlessly and editing my inbox and my social media and my friends list and my phone list and my contacts list as often as it takes to protect my peace, right? I am unapologetic in that. If someone has a problem with me not following them, they're the reason and that is another perfect example of why I do not need that shit in my life, right? The people who value you and support you do not have a problem with you creating boundaries to honor yourself, right? So that's really important. So I'm aware of what makes me feel good and I honor that throughout my day. Now, I don't consciously think now, okay, what do I do next, right? I've just paid attention in the past and gone, well, that makes me feel good. Or, oh, I'm feeling a bit funky now. What, what was different? Oh, God, I feel good today. How did that play out? Like, I'm curious. I'm a student of my life and my emotions. Then when it comes to, um, like, we don't watch the news. I don't have the news on and I haven't for months now. Months. Because it affects me negatively. It affects the children negatively. That doesn't mean I put my head in the sand. It just means I control the consumption of the news. Because again, I'm looking for that sweet spot of how I choose to move through my day. I also have to navigate to little people um, and their mood. So I'm not saying I'm going around feeling content throughout the day. I'm just looking at the ways in which I participate within my life and I make choices based on that. I know that how my day flows, if I, you know, if I know that I have to pack the lunches and do all of that sort of thing for school, I prefer knowing the way that I function and how my brain works to get that done and tick that off before I sit down and do other things, you know? So I know that about me. I also know what breakfast, you know, it's like, if I'm like, "Mm, what do I feel like? I know what foods make me feel good. I include them. I know what foods make me feel shit. 
I avoid them. I mean, it's not rocket science. Like you've got to ask yourself, am I moving and working towards the way that I want to feel within my life or am I moving away from it? This is not always easy choices to make, especially when it comes to like the extra fun things and the weekend. Like my number one tool in managing my mental health, I would say is awareness and curiosity and then sleep, right? Sleep. And I know that's often the first thing to go when your mind is overactive and or incredibly active. Who's to say what's overactive? Like, honestly, let's lose the graphs. But if I really prioritize my sleep, I 100% prioritize rest for me because I know if I sleep well, my thoughts are clearer. So when it comes to weekends or fun things, like my friends often make jokes that I live on, (laughs) like nursing home rules, like a nursing home timetable. And I've been told I have the sleep schedule of a (laughs) three-year-old. What's up, party people? I'm fine with that. Like, honestly, I'm totally fine with that. I choose to prioritize my sleep. I like to be in bed by 8.39 most nights. And honestly, when my children go to bed, I often go to bed because I'm up so early with them and going on in life because that's important to me. My mental health is important to me. Plus I'm here on my own. Like, honestly, like what am I like? I have no problem with a good Netflix binge and things like that, but I know that staying up and watching telly generally doesn't make me feel great. And then I stay up a lot longer. So again, it's just about becoming curious about what works for you and what doesn't. Now, If you've been following my Instagram for a while now, you know I love a cheeky rosé or a few gins, a few too many sometimes. (laughs) Oh, Um, (laughs) and I'm totally okay with that. I'm here to live as well, friends. But, But I'm very, 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 very conscious on what I do drink. And I drink preservative free where possible and organic because I have a sulfur intolerance. And I am very conscious of when I drink, like I always make sure that I eat afterwards um, or that I've eaten. I generally don't like to have a drink after I've eaten. I'm usually ready for bed, to be fair. Um, But again, I know myself. I know myself. And I know that if I don't eat after I've had um, a couple of drinks, then I'm going to wake up feeling shithouse. And if I miss dinner on a night out, then I'm probably going to have my head in the toilet. So I know that food's really important to me. Again, I've gotten curious. I've paid attention and, you know, that's what it is. Now, if there's, I'm not saying that I only ever have two drinks some nights, like my birthday or if I'm away and we're having friends around and doing a big celebration for whatever, I'm going to live my life as well, right? But it's cause versus effect. So I'm very conscious of how I'm going to feel the next day. Does that mean that I like don't stay out dancing till 1am or whatever? No, I'm definitely going to do that occasionally if my life like is going to be fueled by it, if I'm going to be gaining experiences and that sort of thing. But for damn sure, my life has to support that the next day. I know I'm not, I know I'm going to be anxious, right? Because anxiety, a lack of sleep, alcohol in my system, my hormones are all trying to regulate. That's the payoff. 
right? So I'm very aware of how alcohol affects me. So I make conscious decisions around that. So it's like, it's not, I don't expect to go and be able to live my life without any ramifications of the decisions. We all need to be really aware that every single decision that we make will impact us in one way or another. And this is not doomsday. This is knowledge. This is empowerment. This is the capacity to be a driving force for what we want or get dragged by what we don't want. So I am like, you know, I love going out with my friends. I love having a great time. They also call me the hydration marshal because I'm bringing soda waters to the table consistently because I know I still want to be having a good time, but I want to try again, cause versus effect, minimize the fallout for me and my mental health. And luckily I have some great friends within my life who get that who laugh at me, but also appreciate the fact that I'm looking after us and me. And I'm always down for some hot chips, right? But I don't do that very often. Like I'm conscious in my, you know, when I put my party boots on and I live my life in accordance with my values. So yeah, that's where we're at with that right now. I do have my life quite together at different times sometimes honestly look can we just it's all a shit show right I have different elements that I feel more like together with at different times and then I do some things really well and then other times I'm like girl what was that or what was that response and you know what I'm also going to be doing another podcast coming up on triggers because I've been doing some great work with clients and within myself around living alongside through and reestablishing different responses to our triggers. And it's all well and good to know what to do, but once you've experienced it, and I've been triggered quite a bit lately, it's so empowering to be able to talk from experience around that and share with you how I'm learning how to navigate, how I'm teaching my clients how to navigate um, their triggers and that emotional flood that comes with them. But again, that is another podcast for another day. Circling the wagon back to what we are actually talking about. And that is the power of every single micro decision that you make throughout your day, having the power to impact your life positively, or you, I don't want to say negatively because that's a bit loaded it's either moving you towards what you want or away from it. I just don't think there's enough emphasis put on that because you are so powerful. Like you are so, so powerful in creating the life that you want and living your life alongside how you want to feel, what's important to you and the goals that you want to achieve within it that I don't, I just, I just want you to know that, that every single decision that you make, just the next one, like this one and the next one, just this one even. Think about this very next decision. This decision can help you and propel you forward in so many ways. And you know what? Some of my best decisions have been to not do anything and then just go watch like Bridgerton or Netflix, you know, because it's not all about the doing. Like I don't have any massive goals right now. Like I have little love lists and things that motivate me and inspire me to add more life to my days, like life love lists. 
Um, and I have, you know, I, I'm work things that I'm working on, but I'm not very, um, exterior motivated. My number one goal is my mental health, right? And what that looks like changes all the time. And I just, I want to be healthy and happy or sad. I just want to be present and feel it all. I just, I am, right? And I I encourage you, if you feel like that you're not where you're meant to be, sweetheart, I promise you, you are. I 100% promise you that you are. But look at what's important to you and how you want to feel within your life. And then ask yourself at every opportunity that feels available to you, Is this taking me towards that or is this taking me away from that? But first off, you've got to know what you want and you've got to want to know how you feel and how you want to feel. And the best thing to start that journey is to commit to being curious, right? Commit to being curious. Curiosity. Number two, awareness. They can be interchangeable. Three, inspired action, right? You make a choice inspired by who you want to be, not what you're afraid of, not what you want to avoid, not what you want to change, but who you want to be and then fucking own it. Yes. Every single decision that you make is moving you towards the person that you want to be or away from it towards the way that you want to feel or away from it now my wonderful friend oh did you hear my tummy grumbling (laughs) oh katie see i was going to like come up with some really powerful way to like bookend that and my belly's like girl you're hungry so yeah i'm gonna go feed myself but Every decision, I can't now, I'm really laughing because my tummy is like really grumbling. But anyway, you get the gist. You get the gist. If you enjoyed this episode, if you are happy we are back on the airwaves, if you could leave a five-star review and a comment and let me know what it is that you liked about it or share it with others and tag me. It helps a lot. I really would love to see the podcast go places this year. And by places, I mean directly to you. Um, I really enjoy having these conversations with you. And thank you so much for everyone who does comment, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, It makes such a difference. And it makes me feel like it helps me to know that what I value and what I feel is important that you do as well. And yeah, keeps me showing up. So yeah, that is me. That is not the crescendo, the big bookend that I was hoping for. But thank you so much. I will be back again, hopefully next week with another episode of Simply Complicated. I am so grateful for you and I am so grateful to be back.